Hello, beloved, and welcome to this uh, Bible study. This is our weekly Bible study, and what a privilege we have to to dig into God's Word and to find the truth, especially about Jesus Christ, who He is. Uh, remember, we are looking at uh, the whole concept uh, that we find in, in Peter's letters, where he says, grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And this is this is just a way of of trying to to get information through to you uh, about who Jesus is. Obviously, uh, if we talk about uh, growing the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we need to grow in our understanding of the salvation that we have freely received from Christ. Now, that's to grow in His grace, but also in His knowledge is to to grow in who He is. Um, and and it is like a science. Now, we... Uh, Stefan told me that's kind of the, the meaning of the word. It's like a scientific word, a science word, in the sense of uh, digging in and trying to find the truth. Yeah. So what we're doing is, when it comes to the knowledge of Jesus Christ, we are digging into God's word, his revelation, uh, to see what and, and who Jesus is and to get knowledge about him. Before we continue, though, let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that we can come to you in Jesus' precious name. Thank you that the Scripture is the revelation of Jesus Christ, as the book of Revelation specifically is the revelation of Jesus Christ. So the whole of Scripture revolves around the person of Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Father, that we can get to know Him, get to know our Savior, get to know our Lord and King and Master, uh, get to know our Redeemer. Thank you so much, Father. Thank you that we can get to know Christ as the second person of the Trinity. Thank you for the privilege we have to study your word and and to find out who Jesus Christ is. Make him real to us, please, and enable us to understand. And then enable me as your servant to teach your people, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Today we are going to look at the death of Jesus Christ. Now, I know we've just come out of the season uh, where we were celebrating the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, on the Sunday, we had um, Resurrection Sunday, and where we celebrated the the resurrection of Christ, we actually had communion now on Resurrection Sunday. But we can never ever learn enough about the death of Jesus Christ. See, when Jesus was on the earth, he told his disciples that he was going to die. And I think his disciples didn't really understand what he meant. So when he died on the cross, on that cursed tree, his disciples were confused. Because, I mean, what happened is is not what they expected from the Messiah. They, They expected the Messiah to reign as king. And Jesus showed them that he was the Messiah. But yeah, he dies, you know, and it was kind of... Contrary to what they expected, so it confused them. Uh, they did not know what to do, actually. And so they went in to an upper room after Jesus died, and that's where they hid themselves because they were afraid. Now, the death of Jesus Christ seemed to be the end of his life. Uh, specifically, if we look from the perspective of the disciples, oh, this is the end of the Messiah. This is the end of Jesus' life. And yeah, it must have been heartbreaking for the disciples to experience it seemed to be the end of his ministry. So the disciples thought that everything had come to an end. After Jesus rose from the dead, though, 
uh, on, on a number of different occasions, different times, he explained to his disciples what his death was all about. Right? And that is important. Because they needed to understand so that when they went into the world, or they went into the known world of that time, and they started preaching the gospel, and they started preaching the resurrection of Jesus Christ, they had to be equipped to be able to explain what happened when Jesus died. Because it was not just a question of Jesus dying on that cursed tree. That's not what happened. There was a lot that revolves around the death of Jesus Christ. So let's, let's just answer this question. What happened when Jesus died? You see, beloved, the death of Jesus Christ on the, on the cross, on that cursed tree, was actually the greatest thing that has ever happened in this world. And we would say, what? The death of Christ? No, man, how can it be the greatest thing? Well, it is the greatest thing because of what the death of Jesus Christ accomplished. Right? The fact that he died wasn't the greatest thing. That's, that's not what it's all about. It's what his death accomplished that is the greatest thing that ever happened in this world. You see, God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, allowed his, his creatures, that's human beings, to basically take his son and to nail him to a cross. Which means that God, who could give legions of angels immediately to protect Jesus Christ, allowed Jesus to be put to death. And, and, and not only that, Jesus Christ willfully, or willingly, not willfully, willingly gave his life as a sacrifice for our sin. All right. So remember it, that God could have stopped um, the, the death of Jesus Christ at any time. But he allowed it. Nah? because of what the death of Jesus Christ would accomplish. It's such a great event, actually, that we cannot just use one word to explain it. And so when we go to the Scriptures, when we go to the Bible, we find that we can say a number of different things about the death of Jesus Christ. For example, the death of Jesus Christ was messianic, and this basically means that it was part of the work of the Messiah to die. Right? In that sense, it was messianic. Because Jesus was the Messiah. But he had to die according to Mark chapter 8, verse 31. Now, most people in those days did not understand the work of Messiah. The Jewish people were waiting for the Messiah. And they thought that he... He would basically come and destroy their enemies. He would uh, bring deliverance from the oppression of the Roman Empire. It's just like uh, I believe that Jesus, uh, people have the wrong understanding of Christ Jesus' second coming. Right? Where they think, no, Jesus is going to come back, Jesus meek and mild, you know, the Lamb of God, when in fact he's going to come back as king, he's going to come back as Lord, he's going to come back as master, as judge. All right. But Jesus. When he came as Messiah, he came and did the work of Messiah. The Old Testament is full of places that actually tells us that the Messiah would come to suffer and to die. Our two great texts, Psalm 22, Isaiah 53. If you go and read it, you can see that Messiah had to come and suffer and die. So when Jesus died, 
he was actually fulfilling the task that God had given him. Now, according to John chapter 10, verse 18, he, he was fulfilling Old Testament prophecy. He was fulfilling the purpose for his coming. Jesus was the Messiah, and the Messiah had to die. So, Jesus basically showed us an example of complete obedience as the Messiah to the will of God. Absolutely amazing. But that's not all. The death of Jesus was also atoning. Now, the word atonement means uh, the place of meeting or the place of coming together. All right? Now, in the Old Testament, when the Ark of the Covenant was built, the place uh, in between the angels was called the Seat of Atonement. Now, you know the angels on the Ark of the Covenant? The place where God met with man to forgive man's sin. That's normally where they sprinkled the, the blood as well. Now, at the cross, God and men met so that God could forgive man's sin. It's kind of where man and God met again, just like on the Ark of the Covenant. But who was the men that, that met on the cross? It was Jesus. Jesus was the, the man. No, he was the God-man, fully God, fully man at the same time. And he was the one on the cross that met with God. And through the fact that he was perfect, he can pay, or he can say, for, let's say he can forgive our sins. And, and when we look at Christ, and we look at Christ on the cross, we can see that the sacrifice that Jesus Christ brought was so different because it only had to happen once to pay for our sins. Only once. Not over and over and over again, where the other sacrifices in the temple and the blood that had to be sprinkled on the Ark of the Covenant, on the mercy seat, it had to happen once a year. Other people, if they did sin, they would have to bring their offering to the temple so that they can be forgiven and they can be cleansed so that they can continue with their life. So the death of Jesus Christ was basically atoning. Right? It brought man and God together because man was separated from God because of their sin. So Jesus came to atone for our sin, which means that we are forgiven of our sin and we are now again reconciled to God. Absolutely amazing. So the de death of Jesus Christ was atoning. But the death of Jesus Christ was also substitutionary. And this we find in many different passages of Scripture. Let me give you a few. Isaiah 53 Matthew chapter 20, verse 28, Mark chapter 10, verse 45, Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, uh, Timothy chapter 2, verse 6, and 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. Just to give a few. That Jesus was a substitute for our sin. He, he, he died a substitutionary death. Now these passages that I just gave you, they basically all show that Jesus died not for his own sins because he was perfect, but he died for our sin. He took our sin upon himself. He became a substitute for us. He died for the sins of others. He took, um, how can I say, I don't really like to use the word he took our place. Because if I say that he took our place, it means that I could have died the death that Jesus died. I couldn't. It's not possible. 
You see, because it, it had to be a sinless person. It had to be someone who is perfect, who held the law of God perfectly, who was completely obedient to God. It, it actually took God himself. So I, I, I don't like to say, uh, even though it is said uh, that Jesus took our place, I, I, I rather like to say that uh, Jesus died on our behalf. So he took my sin upon himself. He died on our behalf and he suffered on our behalf. I could not pay. You cannot pay for your sin, beloved. Nobody that is alive as a human being can pay for their own sin. It's not possible. And the reason for that is because we have a sinful nature. We are sinners. And we are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ in His completed work. In the fact that He became a substitute for our sin. He took my sin upon Himself when He died on that cross. But I couldn't die on that cross. I could die, but that would be, I'm dead. Alright? And judgment would still await me. But Jesus Christ could die because He was the perfect sacrifice acceptable to God. And because of that, he can be the substitute for our sin. Um, and, and at the end of the day, we can get forgiveness for our sin through Christ Jesus. But then, the death of Jesus Christ was also sacrificial. Now, when we read Hebrews chapter 9 and chapter 10, we see that in the Old Testament, God already started teaching His people that forgiveness of sins would be made possible through a sacrifice of blood. You remember that in the Old Testament, God began to show the people how this would work. He told them to bring a sacrifice of an animal. Now, and it had to be a, a, a perfect animal, basically. All right? An animal without any faults or mistakes. And when the animal was sacrificed, God would uh, basically forgive the sins of the people who would sacrifice that animal. All right? So these animals that were sacrificed were only kind of pictures of what was to come. This perfect sacrifice, which was Jesus Christ. And, and these animal sacrifices were basically God's way of preparing His people for the real sacrifice of Jesus Christ that would come. So the Old Testament sacrifices had to be done over and over and over again because... The animals, even though they were, um, how can I say, uh, they, they were acceptable to God for a, for a short while, they couldn't take away sin forever and ever. So it had to happen over and over and over again. Because it had no power to forgive sin. It was God who forgave the sin. All right, Not the sacrifice. It was God who forgave the sin based on the fact that he accepted that sacrifice in that specific moment. Now, when Jesus died on the cross, he came as the last sacrifice. We read about it in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 10 to 12. Last and final sacrifice. No other blood sacrifice was needed after Jesus Christ died on that cross. And he became sin for us. He took our sin upon himself. Absolutely amazing. That's the, the wonder of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. But then the death of Jesus Christ was also 
uh, eschatological. Now, at eschat- eschatological basically means to, um, to do with time. No? It, it's got to do with the end of time, things of, of the end. That's basically what eschatology is all about. Now, just before Jesus died, he reminded his disciples uh, that his fellowship with them would now be different. And it would only be fulfilled when they were with him in the kingdom of God. We read about that in Mark chapter 14, verse 25. Now, the death of Jesus basically made the disciples see that there was more than just life on this earth. It was speaking about eternal life. So the death of Jesus Christ ushered in an understanding that there is eternal life for those who believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, his death opened up the door to a whole new life, which would only be understood in the new kingdom. When we get to heaven, when we are with Christ, then we will be able to understand it 100%. And we really understand, will really understand then what the death of Jesus Christ actually accomplished on our behalf. Now we kind of think about it. We can say, oh, eternal life, what would it be like? What would heaven be like? We can look at these things and, and think about it and dream about it. and uh, you know, But it's not going to be uh, what it really is. It, it, we, we, can't, we can never ever comprehend or never ever build a picture in our mind of what heaven is going to be like or what Christ has prepared for us. And it's through his death that he opened the door to this whole new uh, life that is coming. And it will only be understood when we are there with him. Right, but there's, there's still more. The death of Jesus Christ was redemptive. So the word redemption basically means to buy back. All right, to buy back. People were created by God and they belong to God because he's the creator. So when he created mankind, when he created people, they basically belong to him because he's the creator. He created them. But what happened was that Satan basically tricked people into following him instead of following God. To be disobedient to God and to obey him, the devil. And basically what, you can say it like this, this is very simple, but let's say that people actually sold themselves to the devil and they became his slaves. And then when Jesus died on the cross, he basically, um, you can say, let's say he, he paid the price, but he he didn't pay the price to the devil to buy us back from the devil because that is just not biblical at all but there are people that believe this kind of thing that Jesus paid the price and he basically bought us from the devil Uh, what actually happened is that Jesus bought us back from sin because we became slaves to sin eh? yes obviously people became slaves to Satan and they became slaves to the devil and to do the will of the devil and that kind of thing but we became slaves to sin and when we were bought bought by a with a with a price by the Lord Jesus Christ we were bought with a price from the curse of sin from the bondage of sin from the slavery to sin 
And obviously at the same time, Jesus triumphed over Satan and he and Satan lost control over people in that sense because Jesus Christ is in control. All right. So we belong to Christ to do his will, not to, to sin and to give in to sin. And to live under the bondage and the and the and the power of sin anymore, and the slave to be a slave to sin. We were bought with a price, and we were paid for by Jesus Christ to basically buy us and to free us from slavery to sin. Okay. Very important. But then also the death of Jesus Christ was. What is what they say is propitiatory. Propitiatory. It's a very interesting word. Propitiatory. <laughs> I struggle with that word. Now in Romans chapter three verse twenty-five, Paul calls Jesus a propitiation. Now in those days, when someone was angry with another person, it was basically said that. If a propitiation was given to the, the, the one who was angry, then his anger would pass and there would be fellowship again. Now, because of God's holiness, God basically hates sin. And, and God is angry at man because they sinned. But Jesus became a propitiation for our sin. Yeah? So he basically did everything that was necessary to take away God's anger over us because we've sinned. I hope that makes sense. So Jesus, um, how can I say, Paul calls Jesus in Romans 3.25 a propitiation for our sin. He is the one who takes took away God's anger with regards to sin because it is Jesus who justifies the believer it is Jesus who forgives the believer of their sin and cleanses them so that when God looks at the believer, he looks at somebody that has been forgiven of their sin. All right, and that's what Jesus did. But his death also forgives. Oh, that's so amazing. See, because Jesus obeyed his own laws, because he's God. Um, so let's say, because Jesus obeyed the law of God, um God could not forgive sin until that sin has been paid for. Right? There had to be a price that had to be paid. Jesus obeyed it, of course, but the price had to be paid first. Uh, we couldn't pay our own sins. That's not possible. We couldn't pay for our own sins. Uh, I mean... Remember that the penalty for one sin is death. And, I mean, we all have many, many sins. But we only have one life. So, let's say I give my one life for one sin. What about the rest of the sins? I'm still condemned. All right? So, it was Jesus Christ who paid so that we can be forgiven of our sin. Colossians chapter 2, verse 13 tells us that because of God's grace, you know, when Jesus died on the cross... God accepted that one death of Jesus Christ as perfectly sufficient to forgive all of our sin. That's why the death of Jesus Christ forgives. Uh, 
and it forgives all our sin. Absolutely amazing. But then, the last thing that Jesus' death does is it justifies. The death of Jesus justifies. Now, justification means when God declares that someone is righteous, that means that that person is in a right relationship with God. And, and it's because that person believes or believed uh, in the perfect or the completed work of Jesus Christ. You see, there's no other way for someone to, to be in a right relationship with God unless God justifies that person. Because justification means that God declares that person to be in the right relationship with Him. That's what it means. God is the one who declares. It's not us. We can't declare ourselves justified. And we are justified, which means that God declares us that we are right with Him or we're in the right relationship with Him. It's because of the death of Jesus Christ, Romans 5.1. Beloved, justification means that God removes our sin and then He gives us the righteousness of Jesus Christ. So our sin, in, how can I say, He takes our sin and He gives us the righteousness of Jesus Christ, and he justifies us. That's what the death of Jesus Christ did. Absolutely amazing, isn't it? So the death of Jesus Christ was messianic. The death of Jesus Christ was atoning. Uh, it was substitutionary. It was sacrificial. The death of Jesus Christ was um, eschatological, and his death was redemptive. But it was also propitiatory. I hope that's said right. The death of Jesus Christ forgives and it justifies. That's what the death of Jesus Christ does for us as believers. Now, beloved, it's a mouthful. We can actually take each one of these aspects and, and, and do a whole sermon on it. But I think as a, as a Bible study, for us to... To kind of gain that kind of knowledge, it is very important and very good that we can work our way through it. Because at the end of the day, it is so important for us to understand what the death of Jesus Christ is all about. Right, I hope that you are encouraged by what Jesus Christ did on our behalf. That we are encouraged, that we are strengthened, because it's amazing. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much that we can come to you in Jesus' name. Thank you for your love and kindness towards us. And thank you for the death of Christ that accomplished so much. We thank you, Father. And we pray that you will make it real in our hearts and our minds so that we may also share it with others. So we pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Beloved, thank you very much for listening. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and give you his peace especially as we understand the death of Jesus Christ on our behalf. So God willing, until next time, bye-bye.